Hello, welcome to another happy episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. I am Rob Happy Johnson from Bona Training. You look fantastic today, Rob. How you oh, doing? Oh, you know what? I'm feeling good too, man. You look good. Thank you. You look good. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. A little color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Rob, well, um, did you uh did you happen to watch the, the hockey game yesterday? I don't watch hockey, Rob. Well, yesterday was the national one. You know, once a year they do the big outdoor game, mm-hmm. the Winter Classic. Yeah. Featuring my Boston Bruins and uh, Greg Bethune's Pittsburgh Penguins. Okay, nobody knows Greg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody knows Greg. Uh, I did not Greg, see it. Greg has been with Bona now for 110 years. Everybody knows Greg. Okay. Everybody knows him. All right. Um, how was it? Was it a good game? Uh, well, I'm going to be brutally honest here. Uh, the first two periods sucked. It, it was like, um, it was like they didn't know they were in a real hockey game. You know, it was outdoors. They played it at Fenway Park. It was outdoors. Uh, and it's like I said, it's the big national game, right? So they had their families there and, you know, it's outside and it's Fenway and they dress like baseball players before the game started. I mean, it was, it was quite the production. Okay. Bobby Orr came out and Jason Veritek, you know, the old catcher for the Red Sox won a couple worlds there. So it was great if you're, you know, a Boston guy, but then once the, the game got going, the first two periods were kind of like a snooze like almost like uh like the nfl all-star game you, you know what i mean not really but then the, the third period the bruins were down by a goal it was one nothing start of the third period and both teams woke up and said oh, oh this is a hockey game and the last period was great if they didn't uh come back in the last period man it, that game could have been a snooze fest but the last period was a real hockey game good and of course the the Bruins are just having an amazing year. They won yesterday, but they've been setting records all year long for win. They still haven't lost a regulation game at home. Yeah. I mean, hockey starts in October. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. You got 3 full months and you haven't lost a uh, a regular uh time game yet. They only I think they've only lost 4 games all year. Anyways, what I'm driving at because today's podcast is about staying happy, being positive. I was talking to my brother the other day, me and Pete, and my brother, and Billy Kennedy. We all went out to breakfast, you know, something we do every New Year's or uh, Christmas Eve, day before. And um, we were talking about this year's Bruin team. It reminded me of the 04 Red Sox team. Just doing amazing, but goofy as hell. I mean, just having a ball. At the end of every game, the two goaltenders go out and hug each other. You know, the goalie, the starter, and the backup goalie. Yeah. They do this big thing where they go out and hug, and I've never seen a happier team in my life. I mean, they are incredible. It's hysterical, okay? Mm-hmm. We had a new coach, and I was thinking, geez, a new coach. I don't know. Yeah, this could be a rough year for us and everything. Like I said, 
I don't know what the guy's doing, but I have never seen a happier team in my life to a point where the Bruins are looking at bringing in this kid who uh, is an amazing player up in the juniors in Canada, but has a, a nasty background. He was accused of doing some bad things when he was in high school and, you know, and the players got together and told the owner and the general manager, we, we don't want this guy. And he really? would have been a huge addition to the team, you know, wow. as a player, right? But they said, no, we don't want any bad vibes. We don't want this guy. No kidding. The team went, yeah. Wow. It's kind of crazy to hear this in professional sports, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what's going on, where the team had a meeting, said, I don't know about you guys, this guy could, you know, mix up our chemistry, take away wow. our happiness. Wow. wow. They went that, to the general manager and said, yeah, why don't we pass on this guy? So as soon as the GM hears that, they're like, yeah, he's he's out. Wow. I wonder if that guy will ever play them. Uh, you know, I don't – he hasn't been picked up yet. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Somebody's going to get desperate, and they're going to need some – He'll get picked up. I think he'll get picked up eventually. But anyways, I just thought it was a little story we'd tell about being happy. Yeah. Um, as a sidetrack to that, um, I used to have a friend named Pete Hayes. He was about 15 years older than us, my brothers and I, right? And um, he had, he used to tell us he had a girlfriend named Linda, Okay. And he'd show a picture of his girlfriend named Linda, who was very attractive. Pete, Pete was not an attractive man. Um, he's passed away now, so. So now you can uh, Pete was a walk big, all over his grave right now. Pete was a big boy. He was like 360 pounds. He had a military crew cut, and he was stuck in the 50s, okay? And he had a big, boisterous voice and was just not a nice guy. But um, he would always tell us about his girlfriend, Linda. And not one of us has ever seen Linda, ever. The she reason why... At the wake, not at the wake, not at the funeral? Uh, nothing. No, I, we kind of lost touch with him before he died. and I, I don't know whatever happened there. But I started thinking as you were telling that story, you, you mentioned your friend Pete, that we've never seen Pete. He's never been on the podcast He's real, right? I mean, you're not making this guy up. Is Pete real? He's the most real SOB you ever met in your life. And I'll tell you, I hope. Well, I haven't met him. I hope you don't meet him, okay? Because he's hot. He's. And by hot, I mean mad. He's not crazy about the way you treat me on the podcast. Okay. So I think he's got a score to settle. You know what's funny you said that? I was doing a class in Albany. Um back in August. First week of August, I was doing a a two-day class in Albany. And one of the guys who comes in, he goes, oh my God, I love you and Wayne. The podcast is awesome. You know, just going on and on and on. And he's telling everybody, you know, there's a few other people there who didn't listen, hadn't, didn't know about us. And there were some other listeners, but he's, he's making sure that everybody got it right you know, downloading it, finding it and everything. He's going out of his way. 
So we're sitting during lunch one day and we're all talking. And he said, hey, I got a question to ask you. Is Pete real? Ah, uh, yeah. Pete real? Yeah. And I said, let me tell you something. He's the most real son you ever met. Yes, he's real. Okay. I go, this guy will chew through a brick wall and come out looking good on the other side. Okay. Mm. And he's just like, oh, I don't know. I hear the stories. And I... Well, don't you think the guy who runs the uh, distributor there, now he's known Pete for 20 years. Hmm. He comes up and he goes, hey, I just got a call from Pete. He's on his way over. He needs to pick some stuff up. And I said, oh, okay. All right. You got it. Here we go. Here we go. So I said, when he gets here, send him up, will you please? I go, tell him there's some food up here. Tell him we're having lunch and there's, you know, plenty for him. Yeah. So about 15 minutes later, Pete come walking in. I said, Pete, this guy right here, he didn't think you're real. But Pete's a quiet guy, okay? Mm -hmm. Pete's a very quiet guy. He goes, no, no I'm pretty sure I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's not just me then. It's not just you. No. All right. All right. You know what? It's 2023. Maybe yeah. we will have him on the show. Okay? You should. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, now. You, you don't, do you owe him any money or anything? No. No, okay. no, no. No, nice. no, 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 no. Nope. Um, <laughs> at that school, though, he gave me one of the best compliments I've ever had anybody give me in my life, and it came from Pete, hmm. which which knocked me over. You know what I mean? We're, yeah. he, you know, you don't get a lot of compliments from your brother. Pete and I are more like brothers than we are friends. Yeah. So Pete, uh, you know, we're going to get the class kit back on. He's got to get back to the job. So he stands up and he said, uh, one of the, that guy who said is Pete real was also wearing an on the floor t-shirt hmm. and Pete had never seen an on the floor t-shirt. So he sees this guy's T-shirt. He looks over and he goes, only rock stars have their face on T-shirts. You know that, right? Mm, that's right. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah so that was pretty, pretty good. Cool. Yeah, and then that's... as he's leaving, you know, he's like saying goodbye to everybody. And uh, like I said, one of the best compliments anybody ever gave me. He said, I've been working with him since 1982, pointing at me. Yeah. And we never had anything break down that he couldn't take care of ever. Oh, darn. that's cool yeah yeah so that's out of all cool. the, i mean yeah yeah that uh that's pretty good yeah, that was uh that was the best compliment any, i think anybody yeah. ever gave me yeah nice and nice. i was thinking about it and i'm like you know what i he's right i truly am amazing i am yeah <laughs> well this guy pete hayes used to say stuff like that about linda you know, oh, she's this, that, so nice, and this, that, and the other, and everything. Oh, she, she did this. She came over and cooked dinner and everything. And so, uh, until I see Pete, I'll just okay. take it for what it is. All right. So this episode is well, about. Well, you know what? You might see him. Mm -hmm. you, you might see him this year sometime because uh, you know not only does he do floors, but he works at the post office too, full time. I've said that a million times. And uh, like I said, we were out to breakfast the other day. And he said, yep, four months, and I'm done. He He's retiring. He's retiring. And yep. so uh, now it'll be all floors all the time. All right. So I said, man, if you're going to retire, I got plenty of points. You should 
you know, fly out with me to some of the schools. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. You just I'm might, not... you just might, uh, I think you and Pete get along pretty good. He's a huge music guy too. Oh, big time, nice, nice. Big time well, music guy. So, well, I'd love to meet alleged Pete whenever it happens. So <laughs> the alleged Pete. All right. So creating a happy work environment. Okay, you talked about Boston Bruins having an amazing season, and they didn't want someone out because he wasn't nice. He wasn't um, nice. He was kind of a bad dude. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what else you want to say about being happy? I see that you say here when you say that happy people uh, are not lazy people. In fact, happy people are more are more motivated to work. I've known some pretty happy lazy people. Well, I really have, you know, this is, I didn't read all the studies done on happiness. Okay. Okay. I just read this one Harvard study on happiness. This was and a Harvard, Harvard study. This is a Harvard study. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, you know? Okay. But these are some of the things that they said. Happy people tend not to be lazy okay so you know it's not going to be etched in stone yeah okay i got you they tend not to be lazy you know these studies you know how studies are they're yeah. all percentage yeah there's always an outlier here and there yeah are you a happy person <laughs> um <laughs> i can be you seem uh, like uh, a happy per you I am a happy you, person. You seem like yeah. a happy person. Yeah, I, I am. I am right, okay. a happy person. Are, are yeah. you a hard worker? Yes, you have to ask me that. There you go. So okay. you fit right into this study. Okay. Now, if you want to go out of your way to bang holes in all this, yeah, that that could be fun too. No, I I, I, I kind of, you know, I, can, I get their point, but I have seen a lot of lazy people that were happy. <clears throat> Just as a, you know, I, I'd almost say... You looked at right at me and cleared your throat. Yeah. Hmm. Well, no, no, I know, I know better than that, man. You're not. I would never say that about you. Not, not, not to my face. Not to your face. No. Right. You wait till I get up from the table. Yes. You see that guy right there? He's really lazy. <laughs> you know, uh, like I said, I went out to breakfast with the boys the other day. I got up to go to the bathroom. I came back when I sat down. Boy, it it was quiet. So I go. So what were you saying about me? Mm-hmm. Well, what'd you say about me? Every everything's silent, and Billy says, "Well, you know, never to leave first. You you know, the yeah, rule. oh yeah, absolutely." I was like, "Wow!" I was just going to the bathroom. I you know thought mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, don't get up on the table first. Mm-hmm. Wayne, in today's social climate, we have been bombarded with negativity, politics, wars, inflation, COVID, protests, etc. We are surrounded a toxic stew of negativity that can feel wrong to promote happiness in this climate, but happiness is not selfish. I kind of wrote that one down. I like that. That that got me a little bit. Like, yeah, you're right. Um, when you ever come across somebody that's really, really happy, that you know, you walks in the room and whatever, or she walks in the room. And they're just very, they exude happiness and they're nice and they're polite. It elevates everybody in the room, right? Unless you're just a complete a-hole. Um, it, it really does, it does one of two things. It either makes them mad 
uh, or it really elevates the whole room. It makes everybody happy. A positive light. Like you said, that guy in the, in the locker room. I absolutely have seen somebody just drag the whole team down before just because of the attitude and the negativity. Mm. Um, so 100%, I believe that. I mean, you, you get around someone that's like that, it's contagious. We all know those guys. They're just super happy people, and they're just a joy to be around. And, and um, uh, man, they, you can't, you know, put on paper what that's, what that's worth, but it is worth a lot. So absolutely, I believe in that. Well, I think it also has an effect on business. I mean, as I was, you know, getting deeper into this article, uh, I'd like this one right away. It said, happy people engage with the world. Less happy people tend to be more inward and become preoccupied with issues. So, yeah, you're talking about the world, but I replaced the world, the, the word world with customers. Yeah. I, well, I, I want my cust. I want anybody working for me or with me. I want them to be happy engaging with customers, not crazy engagement now. Because yeah. I have heard some, you know, doing the trainings and everything, I have heard some amazingly yeah. funny stories about people who over-engage yeah. with the customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, maybe I'll, pull it back a little bit. Along with this, I really like curious people. And I think curious people are, are, are great to be around. And I, because they're always, and that's, that's actually what's, when people get older, they stop being curious. And that's the thing about when, when you're a novice versus an expert, an expert has very few options in life. I mean, he's ruled out everything except for what he knows exactly what is going to work. And, and sometimes you can stop being curious. I think curious people are always looking for other angles or they're, they're interested in other people. They want to know, we've all seen people too, that also it's all about them. I mean, and everything, how does it affect me and how does it relate to me and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I, I like people that ask questions that are curious of the world around them. And I think if, if when people stop being curious, it also uh, uh, is not good. I think you have to always be curious and, and, and you know, actually it, it's, it's big in sales, by the way. You, you always want to know, you know, how, how can it be different? How can, let me look at something that I wasn't maybe looking at, you know, um, let me learn something I didn't know before. When you get those mechanics that, that have been in the, we talk about it all the time, you know, you've been in the trade for 20 years, but you've been doing the same thing this, the same way for 20 years. Uh, and maybe, you know, they, they, they just don't have the curiosity to, to go outside that comfort zone. Um, I think that's a big part of it. And I know we're talking about happiness or whatever, but I think that's a quality that um, that is very important as well. I'll just put that out there. There you go. Okay, so here's some more stuff I got from this Harvard study. Now, what this Harvard study did was they went to a hospital during the pandemic, and they started this whole happiness thing. And what they did was started to – they had the hospital promoting ways – to get their employees to become happy, mm -hmm. okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But <clears throat> here's what they got with the feedback from happy employees. You ready for this one? Yes, sir. 50% less burnout. Now, these mm -hmm. are people that are taking care of COVID patients. Yeah. The happy people, 50% less burnout. 
20% increase in optimism. Highest ever increase in social connections and a dramatic increase, and this one blew me away, a dramatic increase in patient safety. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad you choked on that one too, because I read yeah. that one. I was like, holy crap. What do you mean patient safety? What the hell's going on with pissed off people? You see a grumpy nurse come in the room. You want to <laughs> you, you wanna hit that bell. Yeah. Give me somebody else. No, I'm good. I'm good. You know, um, you saw um, in, in prisons and as well as hospitals and uh, in, in, uh, old folk centers when they, uh, they bring in uh, cats to the, to, the, uh, to the room and how much that just changes everything, changes their whole outlook, changes, I mean, going from a mean prison guy to just a, you know, a, a just, a, you know, very much a happier, con more content person with, with having the animals in the, around them. So I believe in it 100%. Speaking of, speaking of cats, uh -oh. um, you know, I've got, my older cat is a sweetheart. I mean, he is a, he's a guy, he just, he, he's a great cat. We have the younger cat now. Well, the older, you know, when a cat, cats are very clean animals. You know, in our house, we have at least four litter, litter baskets, or what do you call them? Um, you know, they, yeah, litter, 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 litter boxes. Box. Yeah, where they go to the bathroom. And I know people say that, oh, yeah, you come in our house, you'd never even know I have an animal. Like my sister-in-law will say that, but you walk in the house, boom, you smell dogs right away. You know what I mean? You, I mean, you go in her car, it smells like dogs. So that's, that's her life. I'm not complaining. But cats are very clean. We have four litter boxes, and Judy cleans them daily, like several times a day. You know, you never know. Until about a month or two ago, when their oldest cat, all of a sudden, he's not covering up his, when he goes to the bathroom, he doesn't cover it up anymore. Okay, he leaves it there. Now, that's not like cats to do that, because cats always cover up their, when they go to the bathroom, they cover it up, right? So we're like, I, I had no idea they did that. Yes. So a cat so, goes to the bathroom in the box. They always, hundred percent, always. Cats really? always. Yes, they dig and cover it. Yes, I mean they're huh. they're clean animals, and you want them to do that, by the way, because of the odor and stuff like that. Right. But our 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 cat now, the older cat, about the last two months doesn't cover it cover doesn't doesn't cover it up anymore. So we're thinking, well, why, why did he change his behavior? What, what, what's the deal with that? So Judy started researching it, researching it, and it's a, a sign of dominance is, is why they do that. And I think it's because him and that younger cat. So I started, I started thinking about it. I'm not going to flush the toilet anymore. I was just going to say, <laughs> damn, I wanted to do that joke. Right. I was just going to say, so you stop flushing joke. the toilet. Absolutely. You don't flush anymore. As a sign of dominance. Not at a home. Sign at home. Of at, dominance. At home. at home, of course I would. But um I'm gonna I'm gonna try that for a while. <laughs> you're, you're a gem. How come they don't make dogs for uh for uh, they don't make boxes for dogs? No, they're too big. Why is it only cats get to do that? Well the little dogs they do. The little dogs they do. But I don't like little dogs. Yeah, you know, little little, little dogs. I like them. I mean, I wouldn't want one. Don't don't be insulting. I know. I, I don't be I, insulting the little dogs. Okay, you're gonna make yeah. my daughter cry. Uh oh. We had to take care. Of, I, I'm gonna send a picture to you guys too. I beg her every year to put this dog in the ugliest dog contest in the world because 
you got a shot at top 10, this dog. Mm. He's ugly, huh? Dottie is an ugly girl. Yeah, mm. ugly. Mm. Even the um, the place where I got her, the uh, rescue place, Yeah. even they were shocked that we took her. They're oh, like, wow. yeah, nobody, wow. nobody takes the old ones. Yeah. Right? There's a lot to be said for that, man. That's why, man, anybody that has a chance to pick a dog from, from a, one of those places, man, if you pick an old dog, you'll never have a more grateful critter in your life around you. Um, so I'm big, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, man. Pick an old man, dog. This, this dog is homely though. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Send me a picture of her. <laughs> right now? No, no. When you get a chance. Okay. Let's just stop the show so you can send me a picture of her. Um, but you bring up a good point when you talk about happiness, Rob, uh, it translates to, uh, if you got when, in the work environment, it's, it, it's cr- critically important that, that, um, that you have that, you know, um, that harmony on, on the job site and people are getting along. And I think a lot of this uh, goes to uh, communication. A lot of people that aren't happy that feel like they're not being heard. You know what I mean? Or their, their, their needs are not getting met. Um, we had Sprig Lynn on and Steve, last name escapes me, I apologize, but um, they were talking about keeping the employees happy or whatever, and, and um, it, it, it is very important, and if you have a guy that's, that you can tell when a guy's not happy, right, well, it's pretty obvious if you got him scraping corners for three weeks consecutively on, on jobs and, doing, and, and scraping risers, it might, might have a reason not to be happy, yeah. but but if you start realizing the guy's not happy on a job, whatever, and it could be something going on at home, you know, it may not be work related at all. But uh, I think you know, you know, getting that out and venting and discussing that and, and is really really important. Um, you know, that study I was talking about, the management at that hospital went nuts when they found out how how this all worked out, and they really, you know, their approach now is we need to find a, a way to harness the power of this because it made such a difference. Hmm. I believe those are, those are shocking numbers. I mean, really shocking numbers. That Those numbers blew me away. I'm not, you yeah. know, I'm not big into stuff like this, but man, those numbers just said a ton. Um, they also did this with MetLife, right? You know, the people who met, met life insurance and everything. Yeah. Yeah, they did it with MetLife, the same thing, the happiness thing with their employees, because now they're thinking, well, that was just nurses and doctors and COVID and and this and that. So let's try it in a commercial. Long story short, employee happiness. They had a 37 percent increase in sales and productivity. Yeah. So we're 37 percent increase. That's that's those are some wild numbers. And and we're kind of joking around a little bit about this, but damn it, that I mean that cannot be denied. That is that's massive. I mean, yeah. but but like, what else could you do if you had to get thirty seven percent more productivity out of your employees? How much money you'd have to spend, and how many things, and maybe you'd have to hire somebody else, and this, that, and the other. But that's probably a relatively inexpensive uh, investment in yourself and your company and your employees. Exactly. To get to get that much productivity. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, a that's that's a that's, big deal. That thirty seven percent in sales and productivity, I was like, that's in yeah, that's nuts just for changing somebody's attitude. Yeah. Um and I don't think anything's forever. I mean, you know, you you could have someone that or you could be that person that's not happy. 
It hasn't. Listen, I, I've, I've said it before. I worked with a guy, an international harvester, and he was the most miserable guy at the parts department on the counter. The guy was beyond miserable, beyond miserable. Uh, and when a couple of years goes by and I wasn't working with me anymore, another guy mentioned his name. I said, that's the most miserable guy I've ever worked in my life. He goes, no, are you kidding me? He's phenomenal. I go, we're talking about a different guy then. He goes, no, you're talking about Fred, right? I go, yeah, work the counter. He goes, yeah, he's he, the, the greatest guy I've ever been around. Oh, my God. I said, well, you got it. There's something, it cannot be the same guy. He goes, no, he changed jobs. We have him doing something else now. So, oh. and, and, he, he, and not only is that, he's our best guy. So, you know, sometimes guys are in a niche that they just like to do certain things. Mm. Your, your sanding guy, who might be a great sander that also installs, begrudgingly, maybe would rather be on that sander all the time. And maybe that makes more sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I don't yeah. know. Just no, that's a that's a that's perfect. That is absolute perfect. You're right. Well, I, I mean, I, I know me personally. Do you? I, I'd rather be on a sander all day long. Yeah, and I would not want that. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I that's would. That's why I, we do. That's why we do the show together. Yeah, I mean, I'd want to be sanding half the time, but I also mm. want to be installing. I, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just you, you're talking about these are some big numbers you're throwing out, man. Thirty-seven percent of productivity is a massive number. Let me talk yeah. about a couple other benefits from happiness. Well, before you before you go any further, this thing was crazy. Yeah, hold up, hold on a second. Fifty percent less burnout. Twenty percent increase in optimism. Uh, higher, highest ever increase in social connections, a dramatic increase in patient safety. Well, we don't care about patient safety in our industry, but, <laughs> but those are, those are incredible numbers, man. Yeah. I, this is something when, you know, again, this is January, this beginning of the year. This is something to really think about with yourself and your employees. And I'll tell you something else in your, in your, in your, your, uh, with your relationships, your wife and spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends and those type of things. I, I don't like arguing. I don't like, I don't argue. Uh, we get along. My wife and I get along fantastic. I, I've been around couples that, that, that that's their lifestyle. And I don't even, I don't even want to be around it, man. I don't want to see it. Don't want to be around it. I don't have time for it. So uh, I think that, um, you know, uh, a few small changes. And as you get older, it's harder to change as they say, but you know what, this is an investment in yourself and, and a whole lot beyond <clears throat> that. So, well, I know it's an investment in ourselves, but for guys who own companies and are running companies, you, you got to look at these numbers. I mean, the yeah. productivity numbers, yeah. the optimism numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, all that is going to, uh, I mean, one of the big things that's facing everybody now in this business is employee retention, getting them and holding them. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. One of the easiest ways to turn a guy's attitude around is to recognize their hard work. I don't care who you are. Everybody wants an attaboy once in a while. You know what I mean? There's uh, a there's a bullet on that one. We're yeah. we're coming down to oh, that. Oh, okay. See how yeah. I'm, I'm so tired. Yeah, in. you're way ahead of this. Okay. Yeah. That's because you're a happy guy. Yeah. A couple quick other happy benefits. Benefits of being happy. Your memory improves. You're more creative. Your problem solving triples, which I'd love that one. Your intelligence rises, you live longer, your symptoms are less acute, and social bonds are deeper for happy people. Yeah, okay. Uh, 
here's a good illustration of that. I just thought of this. This is the genius of me. Um, has anybody wait, ever... Wait, wait. The genius of you. Has anybody ever really, really ticked you off on a job? Like, like I'm not, not quite fighting, but close to it. Like, like, like an electrician did something or somebody said something or what have you. I hate to say it out loud. Yeah, my brother. Okay, there you go. My brother. Now, and, now, and I've done it to him. He could, he could say the exact same thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Robbie. So, Robbie, yeah. At that point, after that happens, how hard is it now to concentrate on the job at hand? Where's your mind at? It ain't Killing on the job. Him. Right. No, you're right. Well, even, yeah. and, and even road rage. I've read stories about people getting upset driving down the road and, um, and, you know, have a road rage incident. Now you're not thinking, now you're so focused on that. You can't think about nothing else. You know what I mean? So I, I think that this is bigger than, than, you know, it's a, a, a episode on happiness, but it's bigger than that. Because when you get that, that ticked off and you're even, you know, someone sends you an email that rubs you the wrong way. It just, it just takes all your focus away from everything else into a negative Avenue. And, and I'll tell you, sometimes uh, taking a time out is one of the best things you can do. Go for a walk. You know what? And how many times do you try to, you had a, you're, you're cutting a very difficult, uh, cutting something in around a border, whatever, very difficult. And you try it. That's not quite there. You do another one. Ah, the cut's just quite not there. I'm only, assume, uh, this never happened to me, but I'm assuming it's happened to you before. But, and then, and then you just, for whatever reason, you're just stuck on it. But have you ever set it down and walk away? And come back and how easy it is when you do it the, the another time because you're not hot anymore you're not upset about it you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh so i i think these are life skills that that really help see it's those little comments that you make about me that is really that peter feeds on okay well it makes me happy <laughs> you want me to be and, happy don't and, you and you remember pete's a hockey player he's a fighter yeah okay uh, he can throw allegedly okay mm, i'm okay. quick all right. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about tips on hips? building happiness habits. I thought you said it. I thought you said hips. Tips. Tips. Okay, tips. T I P S. Okay. Tips. Okay. On tips. building those happiness habits. Okay. And there you go. Right off the bat, personal health, eating, exercise. Most importantly, though, in this study was sleep. And something I learned about this sleeping, it's not just getting your eight hours. Mm -hmm. It's the lead up to it. They said that you should have like a little bit of a winding down period. Get some momentum in a winding down period and then go to bed and then get your eight hours. Rather than, you know, like say, banging out emails all night long and then, you know, jumping in the sack. He mm -hmm. said that you should have like a cool down period, a winding down period. I don't know if I've ever done that. I, I don't even know what that looks like, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll try it. I'll try whatever. Um, when I was younger, I needed a lot more sleep than I do now. And uh, I remember like you doing floors and you, you know, you go to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night, whatever you wake up and, and you're exhausted. You're tired. Like it's hard to wake up in the morning. You're driving to work and you're tired. Uh, as I've gotten older, I don't need as much sleep. I, 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 well, I probably do, but I don't, I don't, I don't sleep as much, but I don't feel, I feel fine when I wake up, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm ready to go. And that's happening later in life. 
And I, I'm sure part of that is because when you're doing floors, it's a very physical job and you're working your butt off. I mean, it's a hard job. You're going to get tired. Your body needs a rest, but your body does need that rest. And even for a young, young kid, man, it's important to get that sleep. So I, I agree with you on that. You have a routine though, or you just, just go to bed whenever? I'm, or... I'm, I'm pretty much in a routine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next one. Social connections. And when I first read social connections, I'm like, social connections? What what the hell is that? The social connections is exactly what I started the show with. The team, the crew. This is going to be tough. We got a lot of guys out who listen to the show, I know, that work alone. So this is going to be a tough one. And the, you know, what the, the example they used is if you're about to climb a mountain, if you're climbing it by yourself, when there's somebody standing next to you that, yeah, you're both going to climb that mountain, the mountain looks 20% easier to do when there's, when you're with the team. And, but like they said, it's called social connections, but the social support really matters. And you're going to get more productivity if the team is working like a team. And I go back to, you know, just the way the Bruins are playing this year. I mean, it's just, it's hysterical to watch because they're, you know, they're like goofy having fun for, you know, for a hockey team. Um, I watched a basketball game um, over the, uh, of the, uh, the Christmas break. I went to a, a basketball tournament and some of the best top 10 teams around the country. And uh, this one team was getting, just getting lit up. I mean, right off the bat, the other team jumped on them. And it was like a, it was like a 19 to six lead. And then all of a sudden you saw the other team pass the ball, pass, 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 pass multiple times before they went to the basket. And they, they turned that around. I mean, and by the end of the game, they blew them away. But the other team, I thought, well, gosh, this is a mismatch. I mean, the other guys that were, that had jumped out to a 19 to six lead, they were, they had, the guy was like a six foot nine at a six, 11, six, eight guys up front. The other guys didn't have that size. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. I guess this is going to be a mismatch. But then when you saw them pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball, and, and work, you could, you could feel the energy of them turn around as working as a team and uh, stop being selfish and they, 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 uh, they, they, they won the game. But that to me is no different than when you have a team of guys working together. And, and I, 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 I said this term many times before is false hustle. I hate seeing false hustle where <laughs> you know right now the job is to to to, to scrape the, the 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 corners or or scrape the risers. It's not picking up stuff off the floor, it's not doing the, you know rounding, you know, circ, you know, taking the cords and winding the cords up. No. That's not the job. The job right now is get your butt in that corner, get to, I want to see elbows and like my father-in-law used to say and and get that done. And when you have that kind of where you trust each other, you, that you know this guy's working as hard as me, I'm working, you know what I mean? Everybody's in it together. Then it 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 it, it goes so much so much faster, so much better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this next bullet, this is uh just what you were touching on before: understanding your own and other people's needs when building happiness on the team. It's not a one size fits all. And I've know, I know I know that we've talked about this many times. Um, you know, some people are driven by 
by different things. Okay. Yeah. Some people are money driven. Some people are driven by goals. Um, you know, me personally, and I told this to Bill Price when I first got hired at Bone, I go, man, you slap me on the back end every once in a while, tell me I'm doing a great job. I'll, I'll give you another hundred miles, man. You know, I mean, money's nice and all that thing, but I, I like accolades. And just like you said, sometimes, you know, there's some people that that's what they respond to a good attaboy or something, but it's definitely not a one size fits all. One of the toughest things you can do uh, is uh, is compromise, especially if you're the, when you're the boss, because this old you know attitude where we grew up is I'm the boss, it's my way or the highway, is <laughs> is a is a different game now. And I we used to have an employee that would you know if I say hey all right we got to be at this job at eight o'clock, this guy's not going to be there at eight o'clock, he's going to be there at eight thirty. Just what his routine is in the morning, whenever he stops for his coffee, uh, but would drive me nuts. I had to let it go. Because he, when he got there, he was good. He was happy and he did his thing. But that's, so that's a compromise I had to make. All right, I, this guy is what he is. Or a, a guy on a machine might do something differently than me, but he's getting the job done. He's productive. The job is fine, just let it go. So you have to find your spots. There's certain non-negotiables, obviously, but there's certain areas you gotta let go. You gotta let that guy, you gotta give him some rope. And then, uh, and then you know, Trust that he's going to do the right thing by it. So you, yeah, I, I think it's tough too when you get older. It's tougher to compromise, especially when you grew up in an industry that was uncompromising. You know, yeah, you know, my foremans we we had would talk to you like you're a dog. I mean, that's just the way it was. I mean, they talked to you like you were a dog. And uh, the next next guy, you don't want the job. There's the next guy in line. Get out. And uh, do you even think about complaining? Um, but it's a different game now. So that that being able to compromise is just part of the game. But on the other hand, you, you, if you're on the other side of that, you have to recognize that, you know, it's a two-way street. You 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 have to honor that and respect that. You know, uh, it's funny you said that. Bum and I, uh, I helped him on a job not too long ago. And uh, him and I, for years, had trouble working together. As he got older and more involved in it and, and learned more and, Listen, I I'll admit, I'm the first one to admit he is better at doing floors than I am. Okay, even even Pete was saying it the other day. He goes, I, I went and looked at one of his stain jobs, and you know I couldn't believe. It. He said it looked like a pre finished floor, uh, but he's a perfectionist. And yeah. I was telling Pete, I go, you know, when you retire and you might get back in the game a little bit and working with him, I said I found a brand new way to work with Bump. Because for years, you know, if he didn't like the way I was doing something, he did not mind saying, hey, let, you know, do this, do that, you know. And I was like, who the hell are you telling me, you know, yeah. hmm. right? So the last job, last couple jobs him and I worked on, he had said something and I said, yeah, sure, go right ahead, do it. And I'll tell you by just, you know, not having an ego and not getting into, look, we're going to be putting sealer down. You're not going to see that when you put sealer on it. You're a nut. No. Nope. Yeah. And yeah. I now our happy place is, I said to Pete, I go, something to whatever the hell he wants. He does a good job. There's no taking mm -hmm. it away from him. So yep. Yep. it makes him happy. I'm happy. There's no babbling and everything. Yeah. And uh, I think, I don't know if it's something that, you know, I just realized as you get older, 
I don't, maybe I don't have to fight every fight that's out there now, you know? Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because um, here's the other side of that. My father-in-law was a genius. I've never met a, uh, he was a construction superintendent and he was a legend. Anybody that knew of this company, would, they would always bring up his name. There was nobody like Tony O'Toole. And his son went to work for him as a carpenter and his son's a bright guy. And they could not work together. It was comical to me if they were working in the house, <laughs> if they were going to, they're going to lay tile in the bathroom, whatever. I mean, it, within five minutes, it was World War Three, World War Three, And yeah. they, they never resolved it their entire lives. They never got to a point where one would give. And I used to think, look, he's your dad, man. He's helping you. You're lucky you got this help. And and or the or the, the old man, yeah, he's your kid, man. You know, he's, he's 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 trying to spread his wings too. But you would never, neither one of them ever compromised, and he never enjoyed working together. And it was a shame. Mm. No, I and it was funny because uh, I was laughing about. It. I said to Bum at the end of the job, I go, "Hey, do you notice anything different?" And he goes, "Yeah, we got along pretty good, you know." And, and even he kind of picked up on it. And I said, "Yeah, you know why? Because I just let you do whatever the hell you want." There you go. And yep. everything looks great, you know? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we had talked in the last podcast about uh, taking a look at the negatives, right? So you don't repeat the negatives from last year. But, uh, you know, since this is a podcast on being happy and happiness, one of the things that I really liked when I read this was um, focusing on last year's positives because one of the things that well like i know you know your national adhesive sales manager right now your number is at zero mm -hmm. and you're thinking of oh my god i'm at zero where if you focus on the positives from last year it's a quick start to the new year rather than feeling like we're starting at zero cataloging last year's accomplishments is going to help this year with some really good momentum and excitement building off of last year's positives. Yeah. I was like, wow, that, that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. You're still at zero. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's the thing too. And I, you, people hear me say this a lot, but I, I really do wish people would pat themselves on the back more and I really hope they realize, you know, how impressive it is to do this job, and especially these guys with with longevity, been doing it for years and years. Hey, I really think it's important that you acknowledge that, and you you know you 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 find that in yourself and appreciate that about yourself. Um, and yeah, and, and even write down a list. Here's all the positive things we did last year. Yeah, I mean, you absolutely. think about it. If you did 50 jobs last year, I'd say most people get through this without having to do any sandovers. Right? Maybe you got one or two. Okay. Look how many times you had to be damn near perfect to get paid. I mean, really, in this climate, man, I mean, uh, you know, customers are more aware than ever before. The standards seem to be more elevated. And um, and you went into some people's houses and you, and you got paid for doing this craft. I think it's it's amazing. And I, I hope people do. And I, I think that I uh, you get caught up in the game so much when you're doing it that you don't you don't recognize it or acknowledge it when at the time. So uh, I think that's a mistake that I made. Um, you know, but sometimes the journey, man, is like they say, is the best better than the destination. So I, I think that it's important to do that and recognize that and 
and and recognize the people around you that have helped you in any way at all uh any way at all the, the guys behind the counter are, are such a good help you know to, to, to give them a hey man you know we bought a lot came in here a lot of times last year you always had the product for us we thank you for that thanks for your partnership and everything because it is a partnership they're in it too there ain't no easy job in this floor business you know, no. working, working behind that counter there really isn't you're right there there's not an easy job here you're right yeah yeah so i, I mean what it would mean to the guy behind the counter just say hey, man uh shake the shake the guy's hand i really appreciate everything last year you did for us and and uh appreciate everything and it goes miles man it goes miles so you know i'm not patting myself on the back but it's little things okay um i was buying something i had to go grab something um christmas christmas night at the convenience store i don't know why i picked up but i i walked in and this kid at the counter is like hey merry christmas and i'm thinking you know this this poor bastard working christmas day right god yeah. knows how long he's been there christmas day big smile on his face wishing everybody who walked through the door merry christmas yeah so i said oh give me that five dollar scratch ticket there and he gave me the ticket, and I just turned around and handed it back to him. I go, hey, Merry Christmas, man. And, oh, my God, you should have seen the look in this kid's face. You know, for $5, I, I would hope that he would want some money off of the damn thing. But I have a problem with that. Uh-oh. I really do. I uh, probably wouldn't have done it if the kid wasn't so nice and said, hey, Merry Christmas to me. You know, as soon as I walked through the door, very happy, you know. There's, if there's one thing I'm not going to buy somebody is lottery tickets. <laughs> if that dude cashed out for oh he won three million dollars that's a problem wow you know what i mean i'll give the guy five bucks or i'll do whatever but i'm not buying anybody a lottery ticket just in case they win of course that's the reason of 100 percent. didn't we just do a a, a 45 minute show on being happy i i that look that's got nothing to do with being happy. You want to talk about making me unhappy? If I give somebody, <laughs> a, you know, thirty million dollar lottery ticket, that falls under the category now of stupid. So, hey, honey, guess what happened? Oh, you were not going to believe this at work today. Yeah, I really like the guy behind Seven Eleven. So I got him a five dollar scratch off lottery ticket thing, and he won thirty million bucks. Isn't that great? That's not great. That's bad. Wow. You got a different way of looking at things, man. Are you telling me that you'd be okay with that? Rob? I, I'm i thinking. Okay. Well, I'd have to be okay with it. What am I going to let it? And maybe I'll give him a buzz and he could, you know, maybe he'll give me a chunk. I don't know. Okay. If you were that guy at the counter and you won, would you Nothing. keep it all, or would you try I'm, to find the guy who gave it to you and split it with him? I keep every dime of it. <laughs> but you know what I would do? I'd buy him a $5 lottery ticket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. I'm sure I'd Oh, uh, man. Happiness is not a result. It's a choice that needs to be cultivated, buddy. Yep, I, I you know we talked about that. I I do. I, I think that's it's something. You, so for some people, you have to work on it. Yeah, and uh, it's it is a choice. I mean, you can be miserable or whatever. I mean, 
uh, perception, you know, is reality. They say you could be miserable or whatever, or you could just, you could just try to try to see the positive. And, and, um, you know, like you said, the guy working behind the counter probably makes a hell of a lot less money than you do. And he had a good attitude, you know, so. So next time I'll, I don't know, buy him a muffin. Buy him any, stretch give him, anything give him but a ticket. Anything but a lottery ticket. I'm giving okay. away. Yeah. All right. Okay. I yeah, will. I, now you got me thinking like, oh, geez. Yeah. Go back to the guy. <laughs> so look, I, he's not there anymore. He, he cashed out and he moved to yeah. Miami. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. He's out of here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Rob, the good stuff. I like I say we, you know, I really do think it's important because attitude is everything. I mean, if you look at the numbers you you put out with those Harvard studies is shocking. And so um blew I think me away, man. It absolutely blew me away. And it's everybody's business. It's it's you know, everybody working there, every the owners, the, yourself and everything. I think it is a it's a good time to start looking at it that way. So, maybe on the way out Chris can play that happy song by Pharrell. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I don't know if we have the rights to that. If we have, uh, you know, I don't think we can afford that. So we're going to do our usual uh, happy song. <laughs> Even that song makes me uh, want to. Yeah. want to dance yeah. a little bit. Well, there you go. Save it for later. Go. Save it. Yeah. All right, Rob. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Good job. And, um, This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode.